a lot of people aren't going into their office. And the reason they were living downtown Toronto is because of the convenience factor of being able to jump on local transit or even walk down the street to their office. So now if there's no office, why would you stay downtown? All right, hello. Welcome to episode 103 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Ariel Cremendi. He's Adrian Trot. I'm Adrian Trot. I can introduce myself. You can? Yep. Sometimes, you know, seven months of COVID, maybe you don't remember your name. My glasses are It's amazing are how broken. different the lighting that? is. Oh, yeah. That's funny. I never would have noticed. Well, you... Uh, you also are using a bit of an archaic MacBook. It's now... It actually isn't. It's a MacBook Pro from like three years ago. I don't know when did I get it. Three years ago? You're Longer really... than that? <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> I'm looked... to check my system preferences. Hang on. I'll... Oh, I got kicked out for a second. Uh, no, where did you go? About this Mac. Can you hear me? Yep. Um, I say I wait. Or, I I I say <laughs> it's at least five. I'm going to say six. Uh, well, I don't know when I bought it, but it's an early 2015 model. Right. So almost yeah. six years old. So don't tell me three. Jesus. Anyway, wow. how old's your daughter? Your daughter's six. and uh, that's a good <laughs> gauge. I don't have it. I must have had it before we had the kids. I would think. Right around there. Right around there. So there you go. There's your answer. Hey, man, if you consider yourself tech savvy, everything needs to be upgraded every two to three years. So not true. Waste uh, of money uh, for stuff I'm using it for. Hey, you know what? Like Apple products after yeah. the first year, they, yeah. they've held their, they hold their value pretty good. But the first two, three, four years is where you'll get your most money in resale and because you're self-employed it's a tax deduction so it's i don't know i i like upgrading anyways on to today's topic yes episode 103 if you are watching us on youtube please make sure you subscribe if you are listening to wherever you stream your podcast make sure you like and comment so we know Who's watching, who's listening, what you like, what you don't like. We would really, really appreciate your feedback. Today's topic. And for those of you just tuning in for the first time, yes, this is a real estate podcast. What does that mean? Well, we talk everything real estate. We talk about a lot of stuff. Tenants, investors, buying, selling. We own a real estate company. We have a real estate team. So a lot of our conversations revolve around our day-to-day activities in selling, renting, Buying real estate. We also own a property management company and are pretty well versed from A to Z in real estate. So if you're thinking Which is right in line with our topic today. It is. It is actually that's a really good segue. So today's topic, we don't really have a title for it. Sorry, Ian. You'll have to figure this one out on your own. But there's a lot of a lot of news, a lot of articles, a lot of discussion, a lot of social media going on right now. And it all revolves in the real estate market around rentals and rental prices. And 
what's happening in the rental market. What are tenants doing right now? What are landlords doing right now? But this came across our desk this morning because there was an article published. I couldn't find it, so I can't, uh, I can't refer back to it. But it said how in the Toronto, and we're talking downtown Toronto market, condos have come down between 15 and 20%. That's right. In rent over the last, that probably the last 30 to 60 days. It's interesting to see there's a lot of, um, I don't know if it was the same article you read. I'm just trying to pull it up here. I had it open a minute ago, but I have so many windows open. I've lost it. But it was uh, through rentals.ca, something like that. But they had a lot of stats in there that were talking about right across Canada and some US stats. But it was interesting to see how the stats varied depending on not only location, um, but also type and size. So even they they even narrowed it down to the size of the condo. So small three to 400 square foot condos have reduced in um, rental rates dramatically more than those over a thousand square feet. And everything correlates back to COVID. Everything is being driven by what's going on. Well, think about reality. If, if you're working from home, like most, a lot of people are working from home in some capacity, whether it's full-time, part-time, or having to do um, some extra stuff at home. Maybe you've got to now, now have a side hustle on the go. Um, maybe you're flipping stuff. Maybe you've started a Shopify store. Who knows, right? Like maybe you got a pet to keep you company. Um especially if you're single, you know, like maybe you went out and got a dog because you're not dating right now. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> people want more space. Is that and what people do when they become single to get a pet? I don't know. For me, it would be the opposite. If I became single, I would probably ditch my dog because you know, I wouldn't want to be tied <laughs> down. Sorry, Winston. Love you. But That's terrible. You're going to grandma's. Um but here's the thing. Even if you don't need more space, who doesn't want more space for the same price? Well, why would... Yeah, I mean, a big thing now, and we, I think we talked about this in the last podcast, but a lot of people aren't going into their office. And the reason they were living downtown Toronto is because of the convenience factor of being able to jump on local transit or even walk down the street to their office. So now if there's no office, why would you stay downtown? Yeah, but it's not even walking to your office. People live downtown for multiple, multiple reasons. Uh, public transit, like, are you comfortable hopping on the subway right now? Or, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I would be. Um, Bars, restaurants, nightlife, you've got it all within walking distance, shopping. A lot of these places are closed. Um, right. Or, you know, a lot of people don't want to go. So, and even walking the streets, right? Like you are not social distancing while walking down King and Bathurst. You know what I mean? Like you are going to be passing people in every direction. So, um, I don't know, comfort level, cost. Um, 
all of those things bundled in are pushing people to make other choices. And a lot of those choices, that's why we've seen Halton, Peel, Wellington, Hamilton regions all booming over the last several months because of this influx of people coming from east of these areas and getting more for their money. And then what's happening... Actually, in Kitchener, the rental rates are actually up. Kitchener and Montreal. Yeah, and it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me at all. Um, So what's happening now, you know, you've got all of these condos being built everywhere and have been built over the last few years, which, which is great because as a whole, the GTA and specifically the GTA, but the province of Ontario as as a whole, um, is short on supply of housing. Um, But immigration now is is a little bit different. Like, I don't know, are are you allowed even (laughs) to immigrate right now? Uh, Good luck. That's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what protocols you have to go through or even if they're allowing any kind of immigration from and from what countries or or whatever that would be allowed. Um, And I don't know when that's going to change. A lot of the times in the GTA, you get a shift from within the country for people looking for work. So somebody from Manitoba might be moving into Ontario to get a new job. But now a lot of businesses are not hiring or laying people off or closing up shop or, or going bankrupt or, or what have you. So there is a huge dynamic shift going on. And the first place it has hit is the rental market. And the first place that it has hit it in is downtown Toronto. And that affects the surrounding areas. And progressively, as you look outside of the city, um, from the core of Toronto, you'll see the effects uh, reduce, respectively, the further out you go. Um, And to some areas, such as Kitchener, like I said, where it's actually an increase because you're driving people out of the city so naturally, the demand outside of those areas becomes a bit higher. But the, and the next thing progressively that happens is as landlords struggle to find tenants, what are they going to do? They're going to contemplate selling their condo. So then you have an influx of not only condos for rent, but condos for sale. And uh, in 20, I think it was in 2017, there was a, it was a record year for new condo development selling. And a lot of those condos are now closing or did so in the last little while. So you have an influx of inventory. You have a reduced demand because of COVID and the circumstances surrounding it. Uh, so those two things together, you know, it's a recipe for what we're now experiencing of reduced demand and lower rental rates. It's interesting you say you say that and you talk about this because what's running through my head right now is if you are a first time home buyer just just sit on the sidelines for a little bit right now you want you want some advice and obviously i want people to purchase homes and and you know be active in the market but here's my investor advice for you if you're a first time home buyer or an investor looking to buy property to rent out 
sit on the sidelines right now because I think what you just said is very accurate in the sense Obviously. that I didn't open Siri. Maybe I Why said something. Like Siri keeps opening. Um, hey, Siri. <laughs> oh, did it work on your end? No. Sorry about your luck. Nice. I got, I got okay. my headphones on, okay? All and right. we don't sound alike. At least I don't think so. No. Anyway, so what's going to happen is you're going to have... I'll, you're already seeing a lot of inventory on the rental market. You're seeing an influx of properties. And what's going to happen are the rental right, rates are going to come down. They already started to. And because of the lack of tenants on the market right now, you will have landlords that say, okay, it's been on the market for three months. I've reduced my price. Like... I'm up still 100 or 150 or however much money they've made on it. Okay, let me just take my money out now. Maybe I need that extra money because I'm not making as much money right now or I got laid off or my company is going to be closing its doors, uh, what have you. So there's going to be circumstantial changes that will affect both the resale and the rental markets. But then what's going to yeah. happen is you're going to get you're going to get that influx of people that start listing and i think we're going to see that not only in the condo market we're going to see it in um townhomes you know anything under a million bucks uh because that's kind of the prime investment um as an investor for for rental properties you're not really spending well, it's everybody's everybody's moving up right i mean you get people from condos or you get people from at the bottom basement apartments moving into condos. You get people in condos moving to bigger condos or townhouses. And you get people from townhouses moving to detached homes. You get people from in detached homes moving to not even necessarily bigger detached homes, but detached homes with backyards that are bigger or on green space or something with more privacy. And um, rural as well. But I think so, what we haven't seen yet, and we are going to see it in the next six months, because we've seen, we've had a ton of business this year since March in the last seven months on people upgrading, right? People wanting more space, people upgrading to a bigger home or a bigger property, maybe even moving outwards. Like we've had a lot of our Milton clients um, purchasing out in Campbellville, Carlisle, Guelph, Kitchener, Waterloo, um, Grimsby, Niagara-on-the-Lake, like I can go on. But what we haven't seen yet, and I think is going to happen in the next six months, is we are going to see people downsizing. We're going to see people with that 3,000-square-foot home uh, that says, we don't need this space. We can't afford this space. We need to cut our costs. Yeah, we're at home and working from home, but we're going to manage. And a 2,000 square foot home, you know, even if it doesn't have a finished basement, maybe we'll finish the basement or whatever. And, um, and we're going to, I think we're going to see a lot of that. And we've seen a shit ton of divorces. A lot of people separating this year, a lot. We know, I was predicting we know in the beginning, 
that a lot that one of the prime you're going to have two different types of people moving or many types but predominantly people moving up because they need more space or need something different to accommodate the new living arrangements and working arrangements and then you're going to have that other pool of people you were talking about that are realizing that with the reduced income or job loss they can't afford what they have and they were living beyond their means um and that was maybe a little bit premature, but it's now coming to fruition where payment, you know, mortgage deferrals were in place to help them. Um, but now people are, their savings are dwindling, their credits racking up, and they're going to have to make that decision that if things don't change for them, they will 100% downsize. So there may be an opportunity in the high, larger homes too at some point uh, soon, uh, later this year perhaps, where they become a better buy. There's a bunch of stats and and articles that were written in the last 24 months, probably, but specifically this year and specifically early in the year, pre-COVID, about Canadians being at all-time high, at an all-time high for debt. And it makes sense, right? Like people are maxing themselves out on their mortgages. Yeah, but I mean, those numbers must be skewed. Hang on, let me finish. And then you can put your two cents in. I'll remember this. People are maxing themselves out on their mortgages, whether it's for their primary residence or a combination of primary and uh, investment. They're buying nice cars. Cars are not cheap anymore, right? I mean, they never were, but if you go and buy a you know, a, a, a mid-sized sedan, nicely equipped, you're, I don't know, 35, 40 grand for a car like that, I would say, right? So, you're, you know, you're going out, you're buying nice cars. Most families have two cars. Uh, food costs are now through the roof. Things like clothing. Hydro, hydro's gone up. Hydro's gone up. Insurances, my insurance just went up. They didn't even tell me. Uh, insurance is going up. Hydro is going up. It has gone up. Um, all of the consumables are going up. Gas is actually okay, but people aren't fucking driving as much, so who cares? Uh, clothing, you know, uh, here's a bunch of stores now closing up, right? Like you got H&M that closed a bunch of stores. Le Chateau is filing for bankruptcy, closed completely. Um, so you're going to have less supply of options, uh, which generally means if somebody wants to price a a sweater for 90 bucks and you only have a few options, you're probably going to get it. Um, Shoes, man, I'm looking to buy a new pair of Nikes. Do you know what a new pair of Nikes cost? So now people haven't yet really taken a step back and cut down on a lot of those costs. And no, if anything, they're, I think people are spending more. Potentially. Right? It's so easy to shop online, and that's where a lot of people are doing their shopping, right? Like Amazon well, and they is can't, just they can't it. get out. They can't get out. They can't go hang out with friends. So it becomes a bad habit. They become addicted to shopping online. Right. And then and you got when people like yourself buying games from playstation online because you just click a button and got nothing else to do so you buy a couple of games here and there and uh well i buy listen i buy one game it lasts me until the next system comes in it'll last me like 
two years. Yeah, but you that's pay a good for investment. On, you pay for online stuff, right? As you go. Yeah, yeah. So that's the thing. So companies like Amazon, you're on there browsing. Let's say you want to go on for something very specific. So you go on looking for that. But they know they they have all these fancy algorithms and know what you're actually into. So as you're scrolling down the list, something completely different but of interest to you pops up. Oh, so now you bought that one item, but now you kind of divert in the direction of this completely unrelated other product, but that's yep. something that intrigues you. And by the time you know, you've got a dozen things in your cart, spending three times the amount of money you would have. And when that happens, um, oh, the the terminology Which per se is not any different than walking into a retail store. Like you walk into Home Depot for a hammer, you buy a hammer, but then you see 10 other things at the same time. So yeah, it's but you're not walking into the retail store to buy a hammer without wearing underwear and in your pajamas sipping a glass of wine, right? At least I hope you're not. But to your point about that cart getting full, you might not now know that the 24 rolls of toilet paper that you just put into your cart, which seems like a good deal at $50.99 or whatever it is, would have sold at Walmart for Ten ninety nine. Now, maybe toilet paper is a bad example, but let's say if you're buying a new mug, or did you hear Walmart stop doing price matching? Yeah, I heard something about that. Good on them. I agree. Good on them, because yeah, you know, go buy it somewhere else. Then that's right. Don't like our price. Don't like our service. I think that's what everybody should do. Walmart is very aggressively priced as it is. Their margins are quite, quite slim. Everything with them is on volume, but I can only. Well, I think if you're, if you're, if you're, um, your ploy and your marketing initiatives are solely based on the best price, you're bound to fail. So, you know, it's only so sustainable. That's like, uh, you know, throughout the year, multiple times throughout the year, People will tell us, okay, we like you, we like your service, but this guy, X, is willing to list my home for whatever, half the price. And our answer is usually then hire the guy that's going to do half the job, right? Like you get what you pay for. And if you don't like the service, you don't like the the organization or whatever, well, then go and shop elsewhere. You have that option that's as right. a consumer. Um Anyway, I think what happens is when that cart fills up, you are less aware of how much you are spending. And um, anyway, I mean, the long story is people are going to spend more money right now. Costs are well, one go- thing that's interesting about what you just said, though, is that subconsciously or consciously, when your physical cart at the store fills up, that could be like a trigger saying, okay, I'm done. <laughs> There's no such thing with your... Uh, cart that's not tangible online. It has indefinite capacity, and you can fill it up as much as you like. Well, There's so here's no a end. quick here's a quick story for you. Um, I suffer from restless leg syndrome in some capacity. Uh, have as a as a little child, I I grew up always needing and wanting uh, heavy weight on my on my legs specifically, but on my body when I sleep. Um, I notice it tremendously, like when I go up to the cottage and I don't have that weight, we just have these 
light fluffy blankets because most of the time it's hot in there. And um, as you know, I was there uh, last week and I couldn't sleep well and I realized that's what it was. So I have weighted blankets or, or a weighted blanket and I've had it now for about two years, almost two years. And it's, uh, it's 15 pounds and, um, and it's good, but it's in, I can't remember the exact size. They sell it as a queen size. This, uh, the one I have is from gravid.ca. Uh, give them a shout out cause their blankets are pretty good. Um, but they sell it as a queen, but when you actually measure it, it's a, uh, it's a twin. So, you know, you, yeah, don't even go a there. Lot of the, that's weird because a lot of the new ones, when I was buying my bed, they said, oh, yeah, the old queens or old twins were smaller. Now a, a traditional new queen is actually oversized. Well, maybe Where it's the weighted blanket, blanket thing. But anyways, that's how they marketed it because at the time they only had two sizes and it was the twin and the queen and the queen was a twin and the twin was a single. So they were trying to get people because if you did if you didn't have the queen size, like most people have at least a queen bed. A lot of families have like couples have a king bed now. Uh so if you don't offer the king and the queen, you're not gonna sell much, right? So a little bit of misleading sales. So fuck you, Gravid, because now I had to buy a new blanket. And uh just the other so night. We're not doing just to be clear, we're not doing a shout out. Well, we did Anymore? a shutout and I love their blankets, but they just cost me more money. Now they have the king size, which is actually a queen size. And then they have an oversized. That makes no sense. That I makes know. No sense. I know. Go back to the drawing board, boys. Anyways, uh, I bought their and competitor's product. The so, here, so here, I'm going to take away the <laughs> shutout because I ended up buying a uh, competitor's product to try it out. Uh, Which is better? Hushblankets.com and uh, .ca. It hasn't arrived yet. I just bought it the other night. Oh, you were just on on Amazon browsing and it happened to pop up? Not Amazon. I was on their website. And the reason I was on their website is um, because, you know, I got frustrated one night because, you know, I'm I'm a snuggler with my blanket. So I, I got it wrapped and tucked. I'm a tucker. And I like to tuck in all the nooks and crannies and, and get all cozy in, in it. And the weighted blankets are amazing for that. Like once, once they, it surrounds you, you, you really feel nice and, and good. Anyways, I hopped onto the site and to your point, you know, algorithms. Um, yeah. So all oh, of this a sudden, is it all coming back to, okay. No, well, it. It, it's, it's twofold. Uh, Facebook, right? Scroll on Facebook and here now, ads start popping up for all of these different weighted blanket companies. And um, there there was one for Hush uh, Hush Blankets that that came up and they've got their new uh, cooling comfort or cooling um, cover. So I'm a hot sleeper, especially... I don't know if you ever get like, quote unquote, the meat sweats. You you have a burger late at night or something and you just... I've never heard of it referred to that way. You've never heard of, quote unquote, meat sweats? Never. Maybe you no. got... Yeah. I mean, well, especially if you're, if you're overweight, which neither of us really are. But uh, sometimes I, I eat late at night and I... I definitely notice if I eat like a burger or something like that late at night that I'm sleeping hot that night. 
anyways, I'm a hot sleeper and uh, they've got this new cooling cover for their blanket. And I'm like, that is perfect. That's what I've been looking for. A weighted blanket with a cool cover. And, um, and I just bought it on a whim. I bought it because they had the king size, a true king size. 500 bucks. Wasn't planning Holy. on... Wasn't planning on buying it, nothing. Well, hey, that's an investment, right? Like your sleep is an investment. I believe in that. Was the last blanket that this is replacing two years later an investment? Well, I'm gonna Are give gonna... I'm gonna give that one to Natalie because that'll well, fit good. her perfectly, um, and I think she'll benefit from it as well. And we do. Sleep. Oh, you know what I bought recently? I bought a I bought a table saw. I'm gonna start building stuff. I would have sold you mine. I haven't actually, no, I wouldn't because I I'll probably use it. I'm actually going to, maybe you can help me. I got to build a, I got to build a fence. You want to help me build a fence? Yeah. I'm going to build my first project as a workbench and some storage in the garage. I need to get some other tools too. I've got a anyway, bunch of, we've... I've got a bunch of stuff that's in, in my basement that I haven't used. Table saw, router saw, uh, generator. Like I got a ton of things, but I got to build a fence. I'm building a, uh, a little dog run so the dog can go out to do his business without mucking up the whole backyard. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do that. Maybe, uh, idea. yeah, maybe this weekend I'll start anyways. Um, so the point is it's so easy to spend money right now. It's easy to spend a lot of money when you're shopping online. You don't really feel it coming out of your account. Um, you can order food to be delivered to your home. Like I'm a subscriber to Mama Earth and I use Grocery Gateway all the time. And when you're on there, it's easy to, it's, it's much like shopping in the store, but it's, it's more convenient because now they're popping up all those sales right in front of you on the screen versus you having to avoid them in the aisles or whatever. So so people are spending more money. Costs are going up. Credit. That's how this all being, ties back into our conversation. Correct. Credit is being used at an all-time high. Mortgages, credit lines, credit cards, leases, lease payments. So I think we are, as Canadians, but specifically I'm talking to everybody in the GTA, for the love of God, watch what you're spending. Spend it properly spend it appropriately. And, you know, really, if you're going to make a move, I don't care if it's bigger, smaller, you want upsize, downsize, whatever. Just, just make sure that it's, it's, it's comfortable for you in these uncertain times, right? Like a lot of stocks are taking a pounding. If, if you're invested in the stock market right now, you're looking at your accounts going, oh, we just lost 12, 15% of our portfolio. A lot of mutual funds are tied into a lot of stocks and, you know, whatever. The point so, of this is people can't afford the whole, this, we're getting way off topic here. This, we, what were we, I don't remember what we're talking about now. We're talking about people can't afford their homes. That's one of the reasons why they're moving, right? Right. That's right. <laughs> Just, I don't know. It's pretty fucking simple. Yeah. Well, and, and well, you know, we, we, you didn't want to talk about COVID, but everything goes back to COVID well, these not days, directly. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah, for sure it does. But, um, and it's, none of this comes as a surprise. We all kind of expected it. Um, 
So, and it's interesting, many of the, the things that we had predicted early on in this uh, are coming to fruition now. Um, but here's the thing, something, like everybody's yeah. asking me, how is the real estate market right now? What What's happening in the market? What do you predict is going to happen? And, you know, of course, our crystal ball can't be perfect all the time, but I think the market is still going to remain strong, even though that credit is being overutilized and people are going to be broke and and you know, and some people are going to be in trouble. There's, we've That's talked the about it. All the we've time. talked about it. in yes, we've talked about it in the past. There's lots of ways to make extra money right now. Uh, side hustles, you know, making things, selling them, reselling, whatever. But you've got so many different variables feeding into that real estate market as a whole. You've got all these people separating and divorcing, lots of them. So they're going to have to sell and rent properties. A lot of them will rent. Uh, you've got people that are upsizing. You've got people that are downsizing. And, it's, and, and there's just a lot of movement. There is a lot of movement. And when there's a lot of movement, that's generally good for the real estate market. That hasn't slowed down at all. Um, prices, I think, are going to go up, but they're stabilizing a little bit. Uh, rentals, I would be cautious if you're buying a rental property, just do it in the right area. Like, don't be going and buying a condo right now in downtown Toronto. Wait for the prices to pull back a bit. They will pull back in yes. areas where there is too much supply. And that's well, what you've got to look for. I have for. some investors in Toronto that are contemplating pulling their money out of Toronto and buying cottages. Which we've talked about as well as cottage. The cottage market has been insane. Well, if you um, want to touch so on cottages real transition. quick, very very quickly on cottages, uh, I was talking to a couple of agents that specialize in cottage country. By the way, I don't know if you saw our Instagram. We have a follower that's been following us for a long time that lives in the Halliburton area, and um, she just signed up to become a realtor because she wants to head up um, a division of KT Realty called KT North. And I told her, go get your license. And if you make it happen, we'll make it happen. So I don't know, might want to talk to your sister-in-law and your uh, and uh, Aaron's uh, father, Doug, as well, because uh, who knows, KT North could become a thing in the not too distant future. We've talked about uh, doing something like that in the past. And I don't know. I'm kind of getting hot on the situate on the uh, the idea. Uh, you just want to find a reason to spend more time up at the cottage. I don't need more reason to spend time at more time at the cottage. In fact, uh, you know, can only use my place four months of the year, really. So, give me a break, right? The other eight months, I'm still in town. And out of those four, I was only up there for about a month in total. So, so I had a month vacation this year. And it wasn't even a vacation because I was still working. But uh, yeah, don't have, don't have internet at your cottage. It's, it's not that nice. Um, Says the person happening? with internet. Yeah, well, I have no choice. And with kids, you kind of have to because you need the Netflix and you need the Disney Plus and all that. Anyways, a lot of Americans now are listing their cottages or looking to list their cottages for sale. So it potentially is going to create more supply on the market, which the cottage country as a whole, especially waterfront properties, have been I think lacking. it'll take a lot of supply in order to offset the number of buyers. Yes. I don't think it'll happen. 
I don't think it'll happen so either, but there is going to but there is going to be more supply, which is amazing. Yeah. And it might it might change over the course of the winter. That'll be interesting to see because that market um you know historically is not as hot in the winter because you can't really get to some of these cottages you can't really inspect them a lot of this is going to be sight unseen a lot of it is sight unseen um and more so in the winter for the love of god don't buy a cottage site unseen unless you know the lake intimately if you're buying waterfront i don't care if it's not waterfront if it's not waterfront don't worry about it you just need to know the topography of the of the land to make sure that you're, you know, not buying something on Rocky Mountain. But if it's waterfront, trust me, when we bought our cottage, I've said this before, we we saw at least 130 cottages and visited probably every lake you can visit within a th- uh, three-hour drive of the uh, Halton region. If you're buying a waterfront property, go and see it in person ideally don't buy it in the winter either because no well because once the ice melts you're in for a big surprise oh man potentially huge huge, huge surprise yeah anyway um lots of lots of things happening so let's let's give some tips now to before before we end episode 103 here by the way if you're still listening to us ramble and and a lot of people like this stuff right they say oh we love when you guys get into these discussions. I have one client who we just sold his home. He he really hired us because of how much he loves our podcasts and, and uh, how much he learns. People say and, we bicker like married couple. Well, we do. We kind of are as close to being married at, without being married and not having any kind of intimate relationship. It doesn't get much closer than, than we are. Do you think? That's true. No. Nope. Like, I mean, we've got that financial aspect because of the business. And we, we, we share accounts we together. Live, we we share lots of things. There are, we live almost as close together as a married couple. We probably as, if you look sleep at, fifteen just feet as apart. a measurement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We like Anyways. a lot of the same things. We say a lot of the same things. We think about a lot of the same things. I feel like I always know what you're going to say. All right. Well. Anyway, what was I going to say? I want to. I just I want to go back to uh, I have a little pop quiz for you, okay? And then we're going to end it. I uh, this has to do with rentals, and let me just find my thing here. These are questions. Oh, I wanted no, I want to hang on. I wanted to give tips to landlords. Well, this is landlord how, how, how they can get their unit sold right now in this market if they're trying to rent something in a market that is just flat right now. Okay, okay, fine. but go ahead. Give me your pop no, quiz. No, you're no. We'll do, we'll save the pop quiz. This is more relevant. Okay, so I can't well, let's, find it. Let's Anyways. talk to. So, if you're a landlord, you're looking to rent a place out. We've got a few. There's listings only of our one own simple there. answer to this. My AirPod just did this weird pop noise. What price? So, what happens in a market where your um, prices are coming down consistently? The problem that people have is not being able to recognize the pattern and the direction of where the market's going. And instead of pricing ahead of the market, they slowly make adjustments to try and keep up, but they never make a big enough adjustment to keep up. So the trick is, if you see what's happening, you need to see, okay, well, realistically in two, three, four weeks, where is the market going to be? And you need to price it there ahead of everybody else. And when you rent out your place in two weeks for that amount of money, 
two months from now, you'll look back and say, damn, I'm glad I made that price adjustment because now it's less. Well, so and, and, I think and, you need to really be aware of what's happening. And as a landlord, the rent, the, the prices are up significantly over the last 24 months, right? Yeah. So, so you're still doing okay. But, you know, we have a landlord specifically. I don't know if he listens to our podcast. If, if he does, love you, brother. But, you know, uh, trying a higher amount and let's just, let's just try and see. Or this place two, three weeks ago rented for X. So, you know, maybe we can get a little bit more. Uh-uh, not right now, buddy. So, you know, you got you to gotta be ahead of the, the curve because in, I can say one of, one of our units, and we just did a price reduction on it, is in a building that, I don't know, is 36, 40 f- stories high. Each floor, I don't know how many units is in each floor. I'm going to say 30, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. Is there a thousand, a thousand units in that building? Probably out of the thousand units, 10% of them are available right now for rent. So you got a hundred choices in this building. You know, as a, it's as a, rare, you'll, you'll occasionally see in these sort of markets, you'll see one or two people that get it and they do a big price reduction and they, they rent them out. And then uh, you'll hear people say, oh, you know, they should have helped. Why, why'd they do that? Now they're hurting the market. They're not hurting the market. They're generally speaking, uh, pricing properly and just realizing it before everybody else. Well, that's it. And it's going to happen. And if one person doesn't do it, the other person will. And it's not a matter of if, it's when. And when you feel that pressure, you got to make a move on it. So pricing it right is is always, always, always the most important thing. But when there are options for a tenant, what are you looking for as a tenant? You're looking for a nice, clean place. Okay. So whether it's a condo or a home or whatever, make it move in ready. Like we say that when... But, with, but um, a lot of time they can't. If it's currently rented, you, have very, you often have little option. I mean, there are ways to try to get the existing tenant to be cooperative and befriending them and being nice and having them help you out with the process. But a lot of the times you've, you only have so much control over that. Yes, I don't disagree. Now, here's what's happening during COVID. A lot of tenants, we had this issue as well. A lot of tenants are being uncooperative to allow people in into their home. And I don't blame them whatsoever. If I was a tenant, even if it's in my contract to allow people to come in for show. Well, it's in the Residential Tenancy Act. It doesn't even have to be in there. Right. They are legally obligated to, but it wouldn't hold up in court. Not it right now. It won't hold up anywhere. Like no do you know how many thousands of filings there are for evictions? Because oh yeah. There were no evictions happening. The eviction People weren't even working. Um, like there's going to be such a huge backlog. So tenants are going, hey, no, not letting these people through. Going to put a deadbolt on there and good luck getting in. Um, and quite frankly, if you've got 
tenants that are not being cooperative with times or allowing showings and the place isn't that clean, wait till they move out. Yeah, you're going to miss out on some rent. Um, it's part of doing business, right? It's part of doing business and it becomes a, a cost and it's tax deductible on any income that you have. So, yeah. so well, and, uh, another thing is try to get in there in between tenants and get photos of the place vacant and clean. Because then you have those forever. Well, you, you can if you didn't do that when them, you bought you the place. You can virtually stage them. Yeah, if you didn't a lot do of that people when didn't. Well, then you hired the wrong realtor, for sure. So I'm just I'm that's why I'm pointing it out there now. So in between tenants, get Hire in there, Adrian. take photos. He'll train you. Get okay. photos taken, clean, empty, vacant photos, then you can virtually stage them, reuse them indefinitely. By the way, I just noticed we're giving a lot of shout outs to these other companies here, Yeti and Rode. Need some uh need to tag them in in this podcast. Actually, you talked about maybe getting some Yeti KT swag. I don't know. You got yeah. one from one of your clients got that done for you, right? Yeah, I love it. I use it all the time. So episode 103, we went all over the map talking about the market rentals, landlords, shopping online. It's nice chatting with you, Adrian. You too. Have a good day. Enjoy my day at the office. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, we did open the KT studio back up, but only allowing one person in the office for that day. And Wednesdays, today is Wednesday. We're filming this on a Wednesday uh, you're probably listening to it on the air date, which not is a, a Monday. Wednesday. May, maybe not a Wednesday. Wednesday. Maybe you're listening Just to it a on a Saturday. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, so today is Adrian's day, scheduled day, but he doesn't use it. And I'm going crazy at home, quite frankly, working out of the basement. And, you know, the kids now got a bouncy house. I told you about that, right? They got a bouncy house and it's in the, uh, we moved all of the, furniture out of the dining room so i now mm. have this 12 by 10 bouncy house in our dining room and it's seven feet tall 12 feet wide and 10 feet long and it's awesome and the problem is it has an air blower right right because you don't just blow it up pump it up and leave it yeah yeah obviously it's always got to run it's always running and it, and the blower is sitting on the floor. Yeah. Where do you, you think hear that it downstairs? Blow- yeah, it's right above my head. Yeah. So I said I gotta get out of here. In fact, well, uh, why would you? My kids aren't allowed downstairs while I'm working. You gotta set some rules and boundaries, man. My kids well, they, play upstairs while I'm working. Yeah, they're playing upstairs in the dining room. No, upstairs on the second floor. What are you gonna trap them in their bedroom all day? Yeah. We don't have a family room or, on that floor. Or outside. Our kids play in the family room or outside? their Outside? What are they, a dog? Go go outside. Stay out there until dinner. <laughs> you got to run your business. That's crazy. Well, that's why I'm here. Crazy. That's why I'm here. In fact, one day last week, who was in the office? I don't remember. Maybe Jan or Chris. I had to get out. I, I worked in my car. My car is really comfortable. So I just sat in my car and and worked. Kind of like what you did at the cottage. When you were at the cottage, you did the same thing. You went out into the van and, and did some work, yeah. right? 
Yeah, but you do was, what you got to do, man. It was warm. Got to make some money. Well, got to sell some homes. You know, that's that's what it is. That's life in the big city. Episode one hundred and three. Thanks for listening. KT make confidential. Sure you like, Thanks for subscribe. listening. If you made it this far, yeah, like subscribe. I, I was just gonna say that. Why do you have to butt in? Well, whatever. Goodbye. Bye.